As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to health care, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiya, oh yeah, it is the Redmen Bite Size Podcast. I am Chloe Bloxham and it is Wednesday the 4th of October and we have quite a bit of info to get through uh, on this podcast. And to kick it all off, let's go uh, to the PGMOL who have released the VAR audio um, on uh, the absolute disaster class that happened on Saturday. Um, Saturday's kickoff against Liverpool and Spurs. It was an absolute shocker beforehand and it gets even worse the more times you listen to the audio. Uh, And for anyone who doesn't know exactly what has happened in that audio, uh, the basis of it is that uh, the decision on the field has been given offside. Uh, the assistant referee uh, has said, I'm coming back for offside, means I assume that is to his uh, referee. VAR said, just checking the offside, delay, delay. Uh, therefore, don't start the restart yet. Um, and then VAR goes through its process of finding the point at which the ball is kicked from Musala uh, and to drawing the lines onto Romero's leg. Um, and from that, it is very clear that obviously he is onside. Um, and VAR basically says, check complete, check complete, that's fine, perfect. For some reason, uh, Darren England believes that the on-field decision is on on side that it's being given a goal um i don't know why because the lino literally has said to uh, the referee and him who can listen in on the conversation i'm bringing that back for offside mate um it seems like he got the initial part in his head correct where he said i'm just checking the offside and i think he's i think he's understood all of that at some point he is completely forgot whatever the decision on the field was um obviously after that check complete check complete that's fine perfect it is 
astounding that no one says, check complete, goal should be given, he's onside. Or Luis Diaz is onside, check complete. Something that tells you exactly what they're stating with check complete. What does that mean? Um, the referee believes that that obviously means offside, that there is no problem with the on-field decision, uh, and then blows his whistle to restart the game. Uh, the, the the ironic part of this is Simon Hooper, the referee, then turns around and says, well done, boys, good process, carry on, which, in fact, it wasn't a good process, absolutely any of it. Uh, it was shocking from the boys, believe it or not, Um and by carry on, well, they did carry on behind the scenes. And what it's important to, to notify is the referee cannot hear everything that VAR is saying, but obviously VAR can hear the assistants and the ref to know exactly what they need to look at. Um, anyway, after the game had been kicked off, the replay operator who is just there to get the angle for the VAR and to basically draw the lines, to give the VAR exactly what he needs to look at. It steps in and says, wait, 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 wait. The on-field decision was offside. Are you happy with this? The assistant VAR, so not Darren England, says yet. Yes, Darren England just completely and utterly ignores this operator. Uh, the replay operator then goes once again, are you sure you're happy with this? Uh, assistant VAR then goes offside goal, yeah. Someone tell me what the hell that means. What 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 are these people talking about? I mean, how are you supposed to understand each other when you've said offside goal, yeah? Does that mean he's offside? It, it should be a goal? What well, what does that mean? That doesn't make sense to anyone listening to that passage of play. Uh, what I can tell you though is the assistant VAR then goes on to say, that's wrong, that does. Um Darren England being called Daz is almost as bad as the decision on the field, but um, we'll get over that. Uh, now, only finally, after three convos have gone on here, does Darren England first say or reply to any of them? And his reply is what? I don't know why his reply is just what, because he's been told twice before the on-field decision here is offside. Are you sure you're happy with this? Are you happy with what you've given? Uh, and he ignored them the first couple of times, right? Uh, but either way, the replay operator for a third time states to him, "Your the on-field decision was offside. Are you happy with the images that you've gave them? By this time, 14 seconds had uh, elapsed since Hooper was told check complete. Um, so obviously the game had gotten underway. Uh, the replay operator is still going on to Darren England though, because Darren England, for some reason, even though he's got, you know, screen upon screen upon screen upon screen of what's actually going on on this pitch, for some reason he's not realised that a flag's been raised, that a free kick's been taken instead of a kickoff at the halfway line, that Spurs and Liverpool fans, uh, Liverpool players aren't in their own half, that Spurs are actually in Liverpool's half, he's not realised that. He's not realised the referee with his arm up uh, and pointing to the free kick he's not realised anything within these 14 seconds uh, I don't know why because it seems like his only job is to literally watch the football and make sure the decisions go correctly uh, but for some reason uh, he must have closed his eyes or something there because I, I don't know how he's not um, realised himself and thought wait there what's going on here if, if a goal's given it should be at the halfway line getting ready to kick off wait there why is no, Why are the Liverpool players not celebrating why, why are we not getting close ups of the Liverpool players celebrating or anything for some reason he just didn't realise any of this. Um, 
the assistant VAR then came in and said he's played him, he's gone offside. I don't understand what this means either. Um, he's played him, he's gone offside. I, I don't, I don't understand who we're talking about. Are we talking about the line now? Are we talking about like does he think Diaz is offside? The the language that is said in this is unfathomable because not a single person could understand that. So how these three people are supposed to focus and get their jobs right when they can't even formulate proper sentences uh, is beyond me. But VAR at this point must, uh, and by VAR I mean down England, must realise something's happened because he says, oh, and then a swear word. Sadly, we don't get to know what swear word he said. Uh, then there's a brief pause, uh, a couple of seconds of silence, and the replay operator, once again, whose job it should just to be shut up and do the lines for this VAR. He's the first one who realises the problem that Darren England has made here. And he's trying to help Darren England out. But Darren England clearly just doesn't want the help. Uh, replay operator says, delay, delay. Uh, Ollie from P- PGMOL Hub Operations is saying to delay the game. Delay the game, Ollie's saying to delay the game. Uh, VAR, Darren England, as if as if he's not even made a mistake uh, and is wondering why there's so much chaos going on, replies saying, pardon? I don't know about you, but it's pretty obvious that when someone's just told you the on-field decision was given offside, mate, and you've said check complete, and then says, we're being told to delay the game here, delay the game. If your reply isn't, what's happened? Okay, I'll delay it. No, here's why I can't. What, why is your why is your response pardon? I just don't get it. Surely he's now aware of the mistake he's made. So why why is he acting as if he doesn't have a clue? Um by this point, the ball had gone out for a throw into Liverpool, I'm pretty sure, in the half of Spurs. Um, and the replay operator, for an, another time, turns around and says, Ollie is calling in to say delay the game. The decision is onside. Um and at this point, VAR, Darren England, decides uh, to just hide behind a real book and say, can't do anything. Um, and that that is briefly summing it up. Uh, the replay operator still comes back to him and keeps saying to him, people, Ollie's saying to delay the game, delay the game. Um, however, he, he, the simple reply from Darren England is, they've restarted the game, can't do anything. Now... I don't know about you, but I felt a lot better before I heard this footage because in my mind, I could try and come up with something that might give them the benefit of the doubt. I stood inside that ground and didn't question that offside for a second because it had happened that quickly. I instantly thought, wow, Diaz must have been miles off there then. Like, that must have been such a simple decision to make. It turns out it was a simple decision. Uh, but because it was that simple, the people in charge were idiots. Um, just couldn't communicate properly to each other. It is an absolute um, shit show, to be perfectly honest. And... The fact that Darren England has hid behind a real book uh, because he obviously doesn't want to come out and say uh, and be the focal point and know that he's got it wrong. So instead of doing that, he's going to hide behind the VAR real book and point to this being the reason why he can now not change it. So instead of common sense coming to uh, the front of everyone's mind, uh, Darren England has used a a rule book to try and hide uh, because there are a lot of people who can now blame that rule book and... um, We've already heard from the PGMOL that they'll look into, you know, these kind of things for the future and how we might be able to change them so that the the, the 
decision can be changed. Uh, but ultimately, uh, down England has had an absolute shocker. Um, and I don't feel any better listening to it. It is absolutely ridiculous. And there's so many points of this, you know, if, 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 Football is is being played, and a ball from in the stands comes on the pitch from a previous game where the the, the supporters wouldn't give the ball back. The game instantly gets stopped because my word, we cannot have two balls on a football pitch at one time. That is just not okay. However, um, letting a legitimate goal just not count is actually uh, where the borderline is. That actually, apparently, is where common sense just doesn't prevail. Uh, that is that is the cutoff for that. Um, and I just keep getting angrier and angrier and angrier. And I don't know how I will ever be able to get over this because... And, and we'll move on to the press conference in a minute because there is some news from that as well. Um, but it just seems outrageous how someone's even came to that decision to begin with but even if you have came to that decision your job is to literally look at the pitch and you've got about four screens there from all of those screens that you're getting you should be able to recognize that the ball's not on the halfway line and Liverpool aren't celebrating and that it's actually you know the scoreboard actually hasn't changed or anything like that how someone hasn't realized that I will not know and um, if that wasn't you know also there you had Spurs fans cheering um, after the the decision on the tannoy literally said no goal. Um, so I I can understand if someone throughout the chaos is accidentally uh, thought the on-field decision was given a goal. What I'm not sound is um, for someone to then not realise that actually this ball's not on the halfway line, uh, getting ready for kickoff, that these players aren't in aren't in their own halves, and you know. The, the fact that a ball is literally being taken from a free kick position, that the liner's got his, re- his flag up, the ref's got his hand up, uh, Liverpool aren't celebrating. There is so many red flags to basically tell you, I'll lads, that wasn't given a goal. And the people whose job it is, who are fully qualified and trained to be a referee, somehow did not get onto that. A replay operator who's supposed to shut up the entire time uh, when doing these VAR stuff, because all he's supposed to do is is ask him what angles he needs to see and ask him if he's paused at the correct moment for this lad. Um, he's the one who notices the mistake first. And... Um, like he's the only one that's came out looking sound um, and he's tried to relay the message and for Darren England to just blatantly ignore him uh, and just pretend like nothing's happened I don't know why he's not responded to the first two maybe three times that the assistant ref and this other lad has you know, told him about the problem. I, I don't understand it. I'm fine with you getting the initial error wrong. What I'm not fine with is you not realising the position of, a, of on the pitch where the ball should be if Liverpool scored a goal. Uh, I'm not understanding how you can ignore someone who's telling you to you've done something wrong and to delay the game. I'm not having that when your system VAR then realises the problem and he tells you, Daz, that's incorrect, you need to sort this, that you still then do not say nothing and you actually say pardon as if you do not have a clue what you've done at this point when it's been 30 seconds um you just mustn't have been looking there is if there's any footage from inside that var room i want to see that because i'm not understanding how he's not how he's not recognized the error he's mistake he's made and then 
for him to hide behind a real book is just completely and utterly shambolic, isn't it? You'd have just got a lot more respect if you would have just correctly given a goal. Just you, this is the the, the the thing I make. You're not in a lower league stadium where things aren't are as accessible. You're in a stadium that was built a year, two years ago. You're in a stadium that has four massive TV screens on each corner um, of the stand. You've got a monitor that you've went to see a Curtis Jones VAR on. So all you do is you literally go over, you tell the referee. The fact that the referee isn't told is also shambolic, by the way. The referee does not know uh, because he can't hear everything VAR is saying. And VAR down England decides not to even notify the ref of the problem and let him on the pitch sort it. Give him the final decision. Um, because, I mean, ultimately it should be the referee controlling the game, but here we are. Um, but if he would have just told that referee... He could have said to the ref, um, this is how much I've messed up here. I'm telling you now what you want to do. The referee might turn around and say, I'm going to have a word with the with the managers. From that position, he could get Jürgen Klopp, Postecoglou to and, and speak out exactly what's happened. And if they want further proof, it's okay because we've got a VAR monitor and we can just get them to bring up the images all over again. So you can show the two managers the images as well from this VAR monitor that is accessible by the side of the pitch. On top of that, you could just say, whatever's happened then, Right, let's put it up on the four big screens around the stadium and get the announcer of space to tell them exactly what's gone on and what's happened. That is as simple as it could have been. And if they wouldn't have wanted to make that decision themselves, they could have just gone to Postacoglu and said, ER lad, here's what happened. Um, we're not going to lie to you. We've messed up. It should be a goal. You should be 1-0 down. What do you want to do? And then if Postacoglu turns around and says, absolutely not, and I wanted to carry on at 0-0 because you've not gained then at least you don't look as stupid as Postacoglu does. At least there's a bit of shade in the blame. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Uh, but at this moment in time, it's fully on the chaos that is VAR. Darren England is absolutely shocking. Um, and if we're all being honest, if that's us in any other job and we've cost, you know, our business. And by, by the way, it's not even our business. It's, it's not even the ref's business that they've cost. It's other businesses. It's Liverpool Football Club that they've cost. Um, 
I, we'd be sacked. We'd be going for training. We'd be having a sit down for Lomra. There'd be so many protocols that we'd have to go through then. Uh, but Darren England just gets next weekend off because why not? Why You sit down on a couch and enjoy your Saturday and Sunday. Um, but yeah, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to move on from that because I genuinely, I cannot get the anger out of my, uh, the fury out of my body every time I speak about it. Um, and someone else get furious over is obviously Curtis Jones. Uh, Curtis Jones was initially shown a yellow card for the tackle on uh, Basuma, which we all saw at full speed. Um, then VAR intervened to upgrade it to a red by showing a still image for three seconds. A still image of literally, uh, you know, someone snapping someone on the on the um, on the shin. Uh, that's uh, that that picture was held held up for three seconds before a slow-mo replay of that entire thing happened over and over again. Uh, and Liverpool obviously appealed the Curtis Jones red card. Um, and it turns out that now uh, they, the PGMOL, don't believe that there is a clear and obvious error uh, and therefore aren't willing to rescind the, the red card. And look, uh, I'm less angry at this one because even though I don't think it's a red card at full speed, I can also when when someone has frozen a screen of someone snapping someone on the sh- on the shin, um, I can understand why the referees gave a red card, um, because he's automatically in his head being told, I'm just going to show you a photo of someone studs on the shin quite high up. Um, We're not going to tell you how it's got there and we're not going to tell you that he actually, you know, has accidentally rolled over the ball due to physics. Uh, We're just going to show you the still image. And look, I think nine times out of ten, every referee gives a red card when they see that still image. In fact, probably ten out of ten, isn't it? Um, So I'm not not as angry as at, at that. What I'm angry at is... Somehow that has a solution, okay? It's not the solution Liverpool wanted in terms of, you know, we want the red card taken away. We wanted it to go back to yellow, what the on-field decision was. Uh, But there was a protocol to see how they could change that incident. So they can go back, look at that incident and try and change it. The offside, it seems like they're just unwilling um, to fix that solution of that moment. The, the, The... planning about how it that incident can help in the future and for future um mistakes from VAR but it's not actually solving the problem that happened on the field at the time um but either way Curtis Jones's ban uh, is still three games um I expect to see him tomorrow against uh, USG um for that main reason as well it's a, it's a big it's a, it's a big miss, Curtis Jones. Um, we also lost Diogo Jota, the first one. I, I don't think it's a yellow. The second one, I can see why it's a yellow and why it would be a second yellow. Uh, the first one is not a yellow, though. Uh, the lads accidentally hit Arnie and then tripped himself up. Not what, what I don't understand what Diogo Jota can do about that. Um, but Liverpool obviously can't appeal that one because it's mad. You can't appeal yellow cards or anything like that. VAR is is at the point of being completely useless at this moment, isn't it? Uh, anyway, uh, let's go to the presser updates. Trent Alexander-Arnold um, did uh, do the presser today before Jürgen Klopp. We'll get on to Jürgen Klopp because he had quite a bit to say. Um, but Trent doing the presser was quite a shock to me because uh, I think that means he starts tomorrow and I would have brought him on with 30, maybe 20 to go and then start him at the weekend. Turns out he will probably be starting tomorrow. Uh, but obviously the first question that was directed at him is, um, you know, 
asking him about uh, exactly what happened and how the players have reacted to what happened uh, on Saturday. And uh, Trent joked um, and he said, why, what happened Saturday? Um, And it very much is a way of them saying, you tell me exactly what you think first. You tell me what happened before you create a headline. Um, and and Trent just Trent was very very good about it in terms of not actually saying a lot. Uh, he said, "There's nothing that the players can do. The game is now in the past, and now we have to focus on a different competition and focus on focusing on getting three points." Um, like like Trent mentioned there, the the important thing for Liverpool to do now, um, whilst the fans can still go on about it and the internal part of the club, the hierarchy at the club can still be going on about it and be asking um about what what else they can do um and what the solution is for Saturday. Uh, as for the players they need to just focus on the next game they need to forget about it as quickly as possible not because it should be forgotten about but just for mental clarity and focus and concentration um and it seems like the lads are already doing that they'll still be absolutely completely gutted uh, and Trent did go on to say you know I'm frustrated um we're frustrated but what you know? What can we do? The game has gone. Um, there was a, there was an interesting part of his his presser as well. Um, he was asked about you know the spirit uh, of the the players now and and how you know losing in the last second of a game when it felt like everything went against us and we were down to nine men um, was going to help us um, and how we could use it and. Trent turned around and said, we want to win trophies and the biggest trophies. We are a team with high ambitions and the mood is very good. Um, So it goes to show uh, that Liverpool, you know, he he was even asked about the the mentality of, of, you know, letting things go and and completely focusing and uniting together. Uh, And he basically said that comes from Jürgen to the players and we all demand it from each other. Uh, We all have very high standards and therefore, you know, we have to implement it, but it comes from Jürgen Klopp. It comes from the things around us and it feeds into us. Um, So, you know, that, that is good to see that, yeah, Liverpool, Jürgen, um, have the mentality of of let's use everything we can out of that game that went against us to improve, to make us better, uh, whether that's mentally, physically, uh, more of a hunger. Um, so hopefully we will see that. Trent did also go on to say, you know, we've got two more games before the international break. We want to win both and we will do everything we can and we feel like we need to win both. Um, So hopefully, let's hope the Reds come out and attack those two games. One is against Brighton, which um, is an extremely hard game down at the Amex Stadium. Uh, USG, it's going to be a rotated side, but it's at Anfield and I'm hoping Anfield do get the... um, get the players going because we need a decent atmosphere and use all the anger that we felt from that game on Saturday uh, to really attack uh, the game uh, tomorrow night. But moving on to Jürgen, then what did Jürgen have to say? Um, Jürgen stunned me. He stunned everyone in the Redmen office. I had it. I had this presser on my laptop. Uh, I turned it right up so everyone could hear. And when he first gets asked about um, the, you know, what happened and what he think the solutions could be and things, um, he stunned us all by saying, "What I think should happen is a replay, but you won't like it if I said it." Um, 
he goes on to say the argument is if we get a replay, others will want one as well for the for other wrong mistakes. So I did not expect Jurgen to sit there and say replay because there's a lot of people who've been saying Liverpool have been asking for a replay. Liverpool haven't actually asked for a replay. Uh, they might have behind doors, but they've not actually announced it in anything that they've wrote, and especially not in their statement. Um, but Jurgen Klopp believes that there should be a replay. Uh, he thinks that that's the solution. And we'll get on to that. And, I, you know, I... I'm I'm stuck in this thing of it's never going to happen. Uh, I think Jürgen also believes that a replay is never going to happen, which is why he turned around and was like, you just won't like my answer uh, because no one else is going to agree with me. And he also gave the arguments as to why it might not be. And he says, he goes on to say later in the press conference that he fully understands... Um, he fully understands the reasons why the PGMOL might turn around and say we can't give you a replay because other teams then would expect replays for mistakes that we make. Uh, first of all, just don't make mistakes and you'll be absolutely sound, lads. Just actually do your job correctly um, and don't get factual uh, mistakes wrong. That That is the problem. If it's a Curtis Jones type challenge where, you know, it's not... it's. Not factual. Some refs would give it. Some refs might not. Some fans believe it's a red. Some fans believe it's not. That that is a decision that if you do get wrong, as long as it's not, as long as there's a, a balance and a shift in in what people believe, that's okay. But to get a legitimate goal, um, and disallow it because of your communication, that that is your problem there. Because this isn't like, and like Jürgen says, this instant isn't like anything we've ever seen before. He says in his 56 years of life, he's never seen anything quite like it. Other decisions that are, you know, questionable on if it's a pen, if it's not. Um, like we mentioned it earlier on, on our reacts, is that if it's a penalty or not, then at least a person has looked at it and thought, no, I, I don't actually think that's a penalty. You know, that I'm going to stick with my decision. That's not a penalty. That's their belief. Um, the belief for this was that it was actually a goal. They just didn't communicate it correctly. The factual evidence proves that it should have been a goal. It's not, it's not subjective. It's not a grey area. It is just completely and utterly factual and they've got it wrong. They've communicated it wrong. Um, so I, I agree with Jürgen in that way. It is different and that's why maybe a replay should happen because it's not like it's a 50-50 a tackle or a potential yellow, a potential penalty. It's not something that can change. It is completely and utterly factual. Um, but yeah, he, he turns round and says, there are many ways to fix it. Either fix it on the pitch at the time with the managers or do a replay. Um, it's much, much better to sort it at the time and just use common sense, which is what every person should come out of this instant thinking, is that why the hell didn't Darren England just use his common sense for once? Why, why, why didn't he? Why is he hide behind a law book? I've got, the, the real book is, is beyond me. Um, Jürgen Klopp goes on to say that he's not angry at the officials uh, as they wouldn't have wanted to get uh, the, the decision wrong and they probably felt horrific afterwards. Um, but also, he says, we concede two minutes after our normal goal, which means legitimate goal, it was disallowed, which is exactly his point. If we go 1-0 up, then they don't have a free kick uh, to begin with. But also, if we go 1-0 up, the mentality of the two sides changed. The atmosphere around the ground changes. Liverpool's end was brilliant that day. Um, and we went from being able to celebrate a goal for 10 seconds for it to be disallowed, for then Spurs to celebrate us you know, having it offside and then to further celebrate the VAR confirming that it was offside when they 
thought it was onside. Um, so yeah, it's it's absolutely mental. This this goal could have changed, and Liverpool might have still lost the game. But the facts are is that it was a goal it should have stood, uh, and no one decided to stand up and be counted. Um, I actually love Jurgen for what he went on to say uh, because he was asked about solutions, and he said, "How do we find the solution for the future, but also for what happened?" And this is exactly the point. Everyone's going on about how oh we need to change the wording of this. We need to change the law book, the rule book for. Future. Future. And we're all going on about how this can impact future incidents. Uh, and like Jürgen said, but what actually, who's, who's helping the actual, no one's fixing the solution to what happens to us. Uh, he says, there's still points lost. It's good that they are talking about how to fix it for the future, but how does that help the incident that's already happened? The goal is legal, it's factual. Um, and that's the thing. It's great that this might have a positive outlook on VAR in the future, but ultimately, if you're not actually helping us from that instant, then what is the point? Because now we've just lost points because of you. Um, and uh, to finish it off, he, he obviously talks about how proud he was of the team and how they've dealt with it. Uh, but he was asked about Liverpool's statement and what if, if Liverpool are going to take it further, if they're going to es- escalate the, the situation, if they're going to ask for a replay. Um, Jürgen didn't know the answer, asked uh, the, the person who was with him. Um, and whatever that person said, which was pretty much like, Liverpool are still like reviewing it and you know dealing with everything that the PGMOL have said at the moment. Um, Jürgen Klopp literally turned around and said that entire statement uh, once again. Um, so at this moment in time, we don't know if we don't know if Liverpool asked for a reply or if they're trying to escalate the the situation. I'd, I'd hope so, um, because like Jürgen Klopp said, to be perfectly honest with you, them fixing it for the future might help us in the future, but right now that doesn't help us at all. We've still dropped points from a ridiculous situation, from a factual thing being disallowed, um, and yeah. That is basically uh, the end of today's uh, Redmen Bite Size. I don't know whether I feel any better for ranting. I'm not too sure I do. Um, but at least we can all run together and hopefully you felt either um, some form of counselling from this or you actually just felt just as angry as me. Either one is perfectly fine. Uh, before we do go, though, uh, we have just came out with our new Christmas jumpers. Uh, they are absolutely incredible. If you want to go deeper on all things LFC, uh, then head to redmenplus.com to check out our wide ar- array of podcasts and documentaries. Uh, we do have a, a Red Men Reacts from um, everything from that PGMOL statement and obviously uh, from exactly what they said. Uh, we've got some um, Jano Insight with Neil Jones is out there, which is really interesting. Uh, and we've obviously got a deep dive and one of the deep dives um is looking ahead to the game, uh, but also uh, there is another one reacting to whatever has gone on um, in those communications between those officials. So yeah, absolutely loads there. Uh, but finally, the, the Christmas jumpers are out. Go to reminmerch.com, pre-order yours. They are incredible, but there is only a limited number of them. Uh, we've came out with them earlier uh, than probably anyone expects, uh, mainly due to the fact of it getting to you um, because obviously there is delays more around Christmas. Um, So do make sure you pick one up fast. But that is all from me. Uh, Have a boss rest of your week uh, and up the reds.